back to the Encounter Mercy podcast. I'm Father Andy, and of course, I am joined by my lovely co-hosts, uh, Jesse Spinagle and Vince Trigo. And Vince, of course, behind the camera again. It's still wrong. I know. We're still we're still working this out, figuring out what we want. He said to us right for recording, number one, that I had to be quiet, and I didn't understand, so I kept asking, do I really have to be quiet? And then the other thing was, poke yeah, bear. poke the bear. It's, that's what I do best. <laughs> that's who I am. But then, you know, he said, uh, you know, I'm slowly making this your guys' podcast. No, no, Vince, you're still the founder of this. You're the yeah. one that called me out of the blue yes. and said to me, hey, we got to do this. We need so, a letter writing campaign. Yeah. Well, they don't do that anymore. Email no. writing campaign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, you just, it takes somebody with some technical know-how to produce a podcast that, uh, that I think uh, we needed, we well, needed it, to do. With and, the video, uh, I mean, With absolutely. the video aspect. Yeah, the first the first two videos that we shot, I was kind of looking like a little, I was looking a little crazy off camera. So you'll notice in the first two videos for, uh, you know, the ones from uh, last week and the week before, um, every time I went to go change the camera angle, I was like looking off camera and I look kind of weird. It's like what is, everyone's probably thinking, what is Vince doing? Like, is he like he's always looking over his shoulder, like someone's gonna come get him. So. Um, this way, it just kind of makes it easier. I got my little control center here, yeah. and uh, and yeah. So hopefully, yeah, that's hopefully, my reason. you know, we'll make it work. We'll make it work, and hopefully, you know, with with our our poor little staff that we have Gosh. here, we can beg for the alms of the people, and we can Mosa <laughs> can no. get some help and have it built up correctly. You know, so that way. Hey, that, that sounds like a great segue uh, into we our did conversation. We did it again. Oh, We're really good at these segues. Yeah, we totally are. Yeah. So what are we talking about today? Almsgiving. <laughs> So in almsgiving, you know, I heard this wonderful phrase today and I was thinking about it a lot more. In almsgiving, the first stage of almsgiving is what we talked about last week, which Mm -hmm. of course is fasting. Mm -hmm. So in fasting, we talked about the fact that it can lead us to something greater, Mm -hmm. right? And in our fasting can come these great moments of prayer, which of course we talked about two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And so then through our fasting comes prayer, and in our prayer we can hear the word of God speak to us and ask us about almsgiving. So I got to ask you, what exactly is almsgiving? That's a good question because I think it takes on many forms. Um, You know, you've heard the, the, the... The cliche time, talents, and treasures. Oh, of course. As a priest, as a priest, just a few weeks ago during the Catholic services appeal, that's what we were all were talking about. You can't share your money. Share, share your time, time and your talents. talents. <laughs> but no, I, I think I, there is a beauty to that. Um, it also like is it tithing? Is it giving your money? Like, what about those guys on the side of the road who are like playing guitar and like here, give us money, and then they pull away in their BMW? Yeah. How does that work with yeah. almsgiving? Yeah, <laughs> that's a very good point. Yeah, yeah. Almsgiving can sometimes be um, confusing for mm-hmm. some people. I think you know, thinking back to when I was in grade school, uh, one of the ways that we always did it through Mount Carmel was those rice bowls, uh. right? Project Rice Bowl, and um, never really understood that as a kid. I just knew that we got these cardboard boxes mm-hmm. that were in weird shapes that we had to put together, and then you put your change in it. Mm-hmm. But was that really almsgiving? I, oh, I, uh, Andrew, you're going to give up your milk today, which I probably should have not been drinking anyways, but giving up my milk today so that way some uh, we can put in the rice box, rice bowl. I, I, I honestly, I, I always thought those were a unique way to give. I had, um, you know, youth group kids 
uh, who would put them in the refrigerator. So every time they were hungry, they would go get money, um, either from their savings or whatever, or their allowance, and they would put something in there. And I, I think it's a way of training ourselves to like really what almsgiving is. Um, I, I think this is a good opportunity to really focus in on that giving aspect. Um, almsgiving is that, that selfless, with no strings attached, sacrificial gift. There's no benefit to me, and I'm going to try to help, help somebody. And I think that, honestly, that's kind of rare today. We have a, almost a lack of sincerity in giving. It's always like there's some benefit to me. There's some um, you know, kickback I'm going to receive. I think that beauty of almsgiving, to truly give everything or something to maybe someone you don't even know, Yeah. Um, that there's an opportunity there for, for, for faith. There's an opportunity for growing, uh, especially during the season of Lent. Absolutely. You know, we have all these giving abilities, uh, like we were joking, the time, talent, and treasure. The treasure is the most obvious one because mm -hmm. we always think about it. But, you know, maybe maybe the Lord is calling you this Lent to give of your time. And it could even be of your time to your children, right? Mm -hmm. if, you're, if you're a parent, uh, I don't have that responsibility, thanks be to God. But um, as a parent, I'm sure that you have a lot of opportunities in your day-to-day -day life that you could offer up more time to be with them. Yeah. And, and that's another way that we can give alms and not just to our families, but then of course to the church and out of their ways. I, I think, well, I'll, I'll go ahead and so, yeah. Well, I was gonna say like one thing that <clears throat> is it's not fairly simple to everybody, but like a lot of people who have uh, like technical gifts, for example, like yeah. uh, like a plumbers, electricians, mm -hmm. uh, people like that, uh, you know, if give your, your, uh, if your church has an issue, like a plumbing issue, electrical issue, like offer to help. Because yeah. it costs a lot of money if you were to hire somebody out. Um, you know, I, I like to be able to do some of this techie stuff for St. Jude. Mm -hmm. And like that's my way of looking at giving my, my, my talents, so to speak, mm -hmm. in my time, really, uh, to the church. So like if you have a particular skill, and everybody has something that the church needs, right? And volunteering, we have a lot. Like, there's not as many volunteers in the church, I think, as there used to be. Um, That's very true. And, and it's not just in the church. You know, I'm involved in volunteer fire departments and stuff like that. Like, they're suffering as well because people just, people don't want to volunteer anymore for, for whatever reason. Uh, multiple reasons why, whether you have multiple jobs, you know, lots of kids. We're just more comfortable as a society. Um, and so if it's something that's out of our comfort zone, like volunteering to help somebody else to do something, well, I'd rather spend my time at home, you know, scrolling through Instagram or TikTok or just being with my family in general, right? Mm -hmm. And so where, to, you know, how do we change that? Because eventually there's going to be nobody that wants to spend their time, hopefully. Absolutely. Hopefully that never happens, but like that yeah. seems to be like where we're going, unfortunately. I, I heard a priest one time say, you know, what you spend your time with is what you love. And that's really the... The measure of this and I think you hit it right on the, the head there like what especially with you know church how are we almsgiving with our church how are we giving back I mean you're you're exactly right when there's a lot of people there's a lack of volunteers um, where the church used to be the center of community where you know people gave constantly of their time um, that mentality has kind of gone away so maybe we need to get back to that I think um, almsgiving is a good practice 
because you know, oftentimes you know at least, hey, I can help out with this. This is my talent. This is my gift right here. I can share this and help build up the church. So that's a that's a really good way to look at it. I think absolutely. You know, when we were talking about in the two past weeks with prayer and fasting, uh, we talked about especially with fasting. You know, giving up something that is a good right? Giving up um, chocolate is not inherently bad, it's not inherently mm. evil, but giving it up for something better. Uh, St. Mm. Basil has this wonderful quote where he says, um, the bread that you do not use is the bread of the hungry. The garment hanging in your wardrobe is the garment of the person who is naked. The shoes you do not wear are the shoes of the one who is barefoot. The money you keep locked away is the money of the poor. Mm. The acts of charity you do not perform are the injustices you commit. Now, just thinking about that in the small ways in the beginning, the bread you do not use is the bread of the hungry. Okay, so we're going to fast. We're going to fast this Lent. And in that fasting, like we were talking about with the rice bowl, instead of eating that extra food and Mm -hmm. you're giving up that part portion of it, whether it's monetarily or however you're giving it up, to give back to the people. There's the almsgiving. There's the mm-hmm. giving of ourself, right? Those shoes that you do not wear. You know, I think we all have a lot of have a lot of clothes that we probably either don't fit into anymore. I have a shirt that I'm still holding on to that someday I'm going to fit back into. Probably never will. But um, well, the thing is, you're a priest, so that's all you wear all the time anyway. So right, well yeah, that's right. Because on camera, everybody sees me in this all the time, but in reality. <laughs> Um, but no, in all honesty, though, I think about it, you know, we probably all have clothes that we could give up mm-hmm. or um, the shoes that we could give to other people. But then that last one, that last one, he really, he really hits it hard. He really hits you hard. The acts of charity you do not perform are the injustices you commit. And, you know, honestly, I think that leads back to the sin that I think most people are guilty of without even realizing it are Um, the sins of omission, Hmm. when we do not do what we know is right, when we do not follow through with what we know we should be doing because it might be inconvenient for us. And, and I'm, I'm guilty of that one too. Absolutely. I mean, cause it's so much easier, so much easier for me to just sit down and do nothing than get up and go do what I know is needed to be done. Yeah. Or even look the other way when, you know, when someone needs help. You know, how many times do you see, you know, videos online of someone getting beat up or hurt or in a car wreck and other people are just pulling out their phones and just shooting video. It's like, try to see if you can help the person for crying out loud. Yeah. I want to echo that one, the one thing you said, uh, the bread that you do not use is the bread of the hungry. I think that really echoes the, our father, right? Yeah. Give us this day our daily bread. Just give me enough for today, Lord. Not for next week, not... If we're really praying that prayer, it gives new meaning to it, doesn't it? I mean, honestly, we all want to have savings and all want to have this storage of we're going to be taken care of. But when we honestly rely on God every day, we're just saying, okay, just give me enough to sustain me today. Yeah. That's kind of scary. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's it's interesting because Jesus, he doesn't say things just because Mm -hmm. he has a reason for it. And when he's teaching the Our Father and he talks about that giving us our daily bread, the Jewish people in the crowd are gonna understand what he's referencing to. Mm. So if we go back to our time in the desert with the Israelites as Mm. they're going through the desert, remember the manna that the Father gives, that God gives Mm. to his people? They only can take enough for that day because you remember what happens if they take more? Mm. It becomes moldy and rotten over in just 24 hours. 
right? And so that he's talking to in the Our Father, he's talking about that, but he says the same thing to us today, just like you mm -hmm. said, just what we need for today, because otherwise it's going to go rotten. Mm -hmm. Otherwise it's not going to be what we need. As, as we kind of wrap up, I did, I, what do you guys think about, I mean, what about the guy on the street who you know has a drug problem and, or is just going to take that money and go buy more alcohol? How do we as Catholics respond to that? I mean, I want to help. And that's what the devil does. He takes something that he knows is holy, like help the poor, and he just perverts it enough and makes it evil. And you're like, ah, oh, I want to help this guy, but the, it's so complicated. What should we do in that instance, you know, within the spirit of almsgiving? Absolutely. I mean, I mean, Vince, what do you think? I mean, well, it's it's tough to answer that question because there's, uh, like, how far do you want to go with this? You know, like, how much are you willing to commit to help this guy in his life, right? right? So, giving him money, you know, you know what's going to happen with that, right? So, it's probably not worth doing that. Um, maybe offering to pray with him would be a nice, easy one to like. A, Something that like doesn't require a whole lot of investment on your side because mm -hmm. like everything I'm guessing I'm gonna mention here is just more investment on each one, and each one is good. And so, you know there are times where we're unable to to help somebody else just because of our, the way things are in our lives, and that's that's okay as long as we're I think trying. But like sitting down, you know, offering to pray with him would be one would be one thing. Um, you know, another one is I used to I don't just don't have the time as much anymore. But I used to volunteer at the at a soup kitchen mm -hmm. um, on a pretty regular basis growing up, and just sitting there and talking to those people and hearing their stories, mm -hmm. um, and then not necessarily just offering advice, but at least being there to to kind of listen and try to build a relationship with them. That I think is is something that there is lacking in their lives because everyone who um, comes around and is usually taking advantage of them in some way um, or kicking them out of somewhere or there's usually a lot of negative interaction with other people and so I think that's one thing that that can really that can help I'm not saying you have to be best friends with a guy and take him home and shower him and you know give him a, a, your spare bedroom um, but at least be there and be present with him and maybe you know, offer to offer, like I said, offer to pray with them, maybe offer some advice, even financial life advice, things like that. Um, but to look at them as um, sons and daughters of Christ, right? And they're no different than us. They just made some different decisions in their lives. Yeah, I, I, I that's one thing that just always tugs in my heart. I think you hit it there. What level of involvement? I think we have some good um, organizations that yes. we know we can give to. Um, that kind of have those filters, those built-in, um, you know, like I said, it's not just, let me get you a job, let me get your job and feed you, and it's much, there's addictions and mental illness, and there's so much involved in poverty now. Yeah, um, and, and if, you're yeah. Not, if you're not equipped to be able to handle that, then you might just cause more damage too, so you right. have to be careful there as well, because when you're dealing with mental health and addiction, it's easy to, uh, one, be taken advantage of there, or to make it worse by um, by trying to do something you think is right that is actually going to make things worse for them overall. Yeah, oftentimes it's it's not wise or healthy to give the person cash. Um, it's often not wise or healthy to uh, offer to drive them anywhere. Especially, you know, look at yourself. Um, depending on where you are in your life, it. Uh, if you are a single woman, I would never encourage you to pick someone up on the side of the road um, that you could possibly get hurt by. 
but that doesn't mean you can't stop and maybe call the police if they're injured. Um, I think about a former teacher that I had that um, we both know. Uh, he talked about one time in class, as he's driving down the road, he saw a person get hit by a car. You know, he himself couldn't do anything, but he stopped, he called the police, he stayed there until the person was able to be helped, but uh, there was nothing he himself could do. And that there is an act of charity, because most people would just walk on by. I had one experience. I had one experience whenever I worked in EMS uh, that I won't really ever forget, just because it was just like at the end of it, it was just like these people are so cruel. Um, There's this homeless man. It was freezing cold outside. It was the middle of I think of January, February, in the middle of the night, um, and he had fallen in the middle of the street, and he was just kind of laying there, and uh, he was drunk too, but the. Someone called, thankfully, but the people who called were just standing around him, looking at him, making fun of him kind of deal, instead of, hey, offering him to help him out, maybe get him a blanket or something, or try to warm him up, anything, Come, try to comfort him in any way, and they just, you know, just making fun of him all the way up until we showed up and even afterwards, and I was like, really? <laughs> just, it just, it made me angry enough that I remember it to this day anyway. Yeah. This, I mean, this is a complex issue for many Catholics, I think. I think we kind of have to find a way to, you know, once again, we're good at talking about prayer, and I would say fasting would probably be the next, but I think this aspect of the prayer life, the, the what we're called to during Lent here, is something that we are missing. And yeah. we're, and we're, we, there's just such a uh, convoluted message here. What is almsgiving? I hope we brought some clarity today um, to maybe some ways we can get involved. But, you know, do it, I think, with sincerity. I think do it with empathy. Um, and, uh, you know, like Francis says, uh, this year, you know, he gave us his um, New Year's resolutions. He says, encounter the poor in, the per in, in, in person in some way. Um, so if we can all have a way of doing that, maybe that's through a charitable uh, uh, organization, maybe that's, um, I, I don't know what that looks for you, but I think we all have an obligation to, to, to search for that this season of Lent. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I think it was a, it's a great conversation, a great place to leave off. Um, and just to remember that, and, you know, the poor, is, the poor are always going to be with us, right? They're not going to go anywhere. E even though we as a society, especially in the United States, we progress, um, there's still going to be people who are cast out or are shunned and need help from, you know, from the faithful. Mm -hmm. And so this Lent, make sure that you're doing your part to try to dedicate some time to your family. Uh, even if you aren't married, making sure you take some time with family, uh, taking time for your studies or your work. We all should continue to be studying. We should all continuing to be growing in our faith. Um, helping others through the different services. There's plenty of service opportunities left still during our Lenten season that you can pick up something, some good act, uh, or donating some material good that whether you don't need it anymore or maybe even going out of your way to buy something to give to the homeless shelter or the food pantry. Uh, you know, contact your local parish food pantry and see what they have to say because they might need some benefit, something that you can give. Uh, you know, and there's, there's numerous food pantries within our parishes and within our communities. And number one thing is to be generous, generous with our virtues, with charity, with forgiveness, with, with patience, 
with our love, with our time with others, because that's truly when I think we're going to make the biggest impact, is when we are truly looking out for our brothers and sisters, calling each other back to the mystery of the cross. Amen. And the other thing you can do is subscribe if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast. And if you haven't already seen us on YouTube, we are on YouTube, so I ask you to subscribe for, uh, to Encounter Mercy on YouTube as well. And uh, like us on social media and send us an email. Send us a DM on Facebook or Instagram uh, on anything that you want us to talk about because we'd be happy to, uh, to devote a whole episode to something that you want to know about within the Catholic faith. So until next time, everybody, take care and God bless. Mm-hmm.